0: Welcome to ECHO, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the ECHO podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Hey everyone, welcome back to ECHO. I am excited to be joined by two wonderful guests today, Rachel Beaver and Paula Alvarez. Right, Alvarez? Yes, Yes. (laughs) okay, sweet. Um, So, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Before we kind of jump into today's topic, why don't you guys tell us just a little bit about yourself and Rachel, we can start with you.
1: Okay, Uh, well, I'm Rachel Beaver. I am a communications
2: intern at the Carolina Conference currently. Cool. And I'm Paula Alvarez. I work in Treasury as the secretary there.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. So i um, really glad to have you both on. And, and the reason for this, I think one of the things I appreciate the most about this podcast is that, um, we do things a little bit differently in that a lot of podcasts seek to speak or bring on people that are like big names or, or experts, um, and either whether self-proclaimed or they have enough letters next to their name. Right. Um, And the problem with those conversations is while that's great and everything the problem is that people can't really relate to a lot of the things that are shared when that happens either the conversations take place at such an academically high level that no one understands them anymore or they um or they're just like from a completely different world and realm and what i love about what we do is it's not that you guys aren't experts or that you aren't important people you guys are that's (laughs) the whole point is you are important people and um, I'm an important person, at least to me and my dog. So <laughs> it is important that that we hear stories and, and talk about these the the topics that we do from a perspective that matches the people yeah. that listen, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, so um, I'm super grateful that you guys are here um, and Thank really you. excited to talk about this. This is um, today's topic. We're 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 gonna jump into how to support friends who are depressed, um, and I think there'll be a little bit of. Um, I think there will also be a little bit of overlap there between what do I do when I'm the depressed one too, mm. potentially. Yeah. And um, this is one that everyone gets kind of stuck in at some point as friends are either, and, and I think depression takes on many forms, right? It could be a temporary depression as the result of a breakup or a trauma, or it could be literally like clinical depression that is carried through for years. Right. Um, and so I think we can hit some things that that, that address all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for those who are in that kind of position right now that are listening that are depressed or do have a friend that is depressed, a couple things. Um, I'm not really sure where this conversation will go. <laughs> so um, trigger warning in advance. If, if anything does come up that may, um, you know, that may be sensitive to you or to someone you know, um, we just want you to be prepared for that. So if you're like listening to this on the way to an important meeting maybe not <laughs> maybe maybe either change the meeting or listen to this when you're on your way back or something right. um but i don't know i have no idea so i want i just wanted to be in the interest of full transparency let people know this is a heavy topic and mm-hmm. um and sometimes the things that are shared um will be heavy so with that um talking about friends that are depressed i know that i have been the depressed friend and i've had the depressed friends okay. um i have them now um Kind of let's go with initial thoughts here as far as is there some instances maybe in your life or um, where you have had to kind of meet the needs or, or serve someone who is in a depressed position?
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh goodness, yeah. Can't imagine anybody who hasn't gotten through depression before. And like you said, it comes in so many shapes and forms mm-hmm. um, from a breakup. Like you said, I mean, I I can relate to that. Um having got, gotten through two pregnancies, you know, I did get depressed with my first one. And I mm-hmm. didn't know about it until months later. And I'm thinking, what is, what is happening to me? And um, some, you know, some people might think that that's not really uh, depression, you know, but uh, you have to be the one to go through it to find out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I can't imagine anybody who at one point in their life have not gone through depression. Um, Some are very chronic. Some are just stationary. uh, But um, we all have gone through it. So I think everybody can relate to this topic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And it can definitely be kind of a scary thing to deal with, too. I know in my experience, I also have both been the depressed friend and had depressed friends. I've had friends that have been very close to making very, very rash decisions, decisions, excuse me, and some that succeeded in those rash decisions. So. It's it's a topic that's that's close to my heart. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Um, so let's let's start with the um, let's start with what not to do. <laughs> um, in your experience, uh, maybe what are things that you um, what are things that were either shared with you or shared with people you know that like were the least helpful, <laughs> right? In that situation, or the things that were either maybe mm-hmm. they meant them with good intentions, but they were just plain straight up disrespectful. At the end of the day, Um, what are some of the things that you may have come across or encountered?
1: One of the things that I know that was said to me and some of my friends have had this said to them is just pray. (laughs) And I know that's like, as Christians, that's our go to. And the thought is definitely there and it's genuine. But in the moment, especially in the really dark moments, that is not what you want to hear. And it doesn't seem very helpful, especially in the moments where you're like, you really feel like God doesn't hear you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it is, and, and the key word, the operative word at the end of there being feel, right? It, it, right. It's not that mm-hmm. It's not that God isn't listening, but God does operate in his timing. And there's a difference between, the way that I kind of picture this is when God heals a wound, he's looking to heal the wound um, in a kind of sustainable or long-term way. And what you're looking for in those moments is you're looking for a, just a Band-Aid. Right. And God mm-hmm. may not be looking right. at the Band-Aid portion of it. He may be looking to um, to actually clean out the wound and do some stuff that may take a little bit longer than just throwing a Band-Aid to stop the current bleeding. Right, And mm-hmm. so he works differently than maybe what we're looking for in that moment. And it's not that God can't provide what we're looking for, but there is just the... N- I get the, the phrase, misery loves its company, but mm-hmm, right. this idea of, like, can we just sit in this for a minute? Like, can we <laughs> yeah. can we just acknowledge yeah. that this is not right. normal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's huge. Just pray is one of the frustrating ones for sure. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Another thing that I have um, encountered is, um, you know, people, and again, they're trying to do their best to see you. Because, you know, when you have a loved one that you're seeing in that stage, you know, your human nature is to try to fix the situation, you know, and mm-hmm. and they they're telling you what you should do so you can get out of that depression. Mm-hmm. And it's there's not a recipe, you know, mm-hmm. mix this with that, and by mm-hmm. the end of the day you're gonna be okay. Um, it is a time process. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Depression is not a I was depressed today, but tomorrow I'm mm-hmm. okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. Um, it takes time. So I think that, you know, when people uh, approach other people to try to help a friend with who's depressed, you know, you can't just go in there thinking that what you're going to say is going to be okay by the end of the conversation. That person is going to be okay. Um that's that's the yeah. wrong way to go in. <laughs> well, I think
0: mm-hmm. I, in many cases when it comes to depression, and I've seen this from church people more often than not, because we do tend to go with a kind of an oversimplified answer uh, a lot of the times. But it's it's, it's what, what ends up happening is it's a lot of sunburned people telling people who are literally on fire um, <laughs> how to avoid getting a sunburn. Right. right. They mm-hmm. they they completely mistake the fire for what they're, that one day they were sad. Or oh, yeah, I was depressed once I went through a breakup, but I got over it, I was fine, yeah, um, and they project and and while yes, you can, and that's fine, what it is is you're projecting your experience right. with mm-hmm. um, yeah. onto someone else, right. whether it's oh, you should just do more exercise or you should <laughs> right. eat more or you yeah. should eat better you know eat a better diet yeah. or anything like that it's yes, those are good things, right. mm-hmm. but they don't work the same way for every single person Correct. Mm-hmm. and Um, we, we tend to just say, oh, this is the miracle cure. This is the thing that you need. This is, this is the thing that you've been missing. Have you tried this? Um, and it ends up being a guilt thing too, because when you, especially for those in chronic depression, um, they don't have the energy or the motivation to be able to get up and, and do something. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a friend who after something traumatic happened, um, he forgot, like he would step into the shower and he would forget how to shower. Hmm. Like, right. he literally couldn't process it. Like, he would right. just, I don't, I, I, he'd just freeze. And you you, you hear that, and I've, I've told that to some people, and they've kind of laughed, and then they thought about it, right? Because <laughs> right? it seems mm-hmm. funny, and seems like such a simple thing to forget, but when, when your brain is hurt that right. much, when you're fractured, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the simple stuff gets hard. So, go tell me to run a mile? I can't even get out of bed.
2: Right. <laughs> can't
0: even take a shower like I can't get I can't process that um I even watched a a a time-lapse video of a a woman who'd been depressed for like three years and she made a time-lapse of she finally got the courage and the motivation and energy to clean her room and she time-lapsed it Goodness. it was like a six-hour process but her room was stacked with trash and Mm -hmm. and just ever her bed was had enough space for like her body (laughs) and that was it um and it, it just it's it's a it's a process to get to the place where you can start making the changes, mm-hmm. yes. and so until you're there, you just need someone to be with you. Almost,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that's all you can do. It's really you know, be there for that person, and like you said, and also I've noticed that um, some type of depression's required medication, mm-hmm. and it's like when you say the word medication, oh, you know, that's not the right way to do it, mm-hmm. you know. Cause it's like a stigma against you know, it. Yeah, because kind of. like saying, you know, like Christians should not medicate themselves mm-hmm. through depression because Jesus is an in our Yeah, lives. why you need medicine
1: when you have Jesus? Yeah, right. or, or they <laughs> right. say, well, it
0: messes with your mind or it messes yeah. with your, yeah. well, so yeah. does ibuprofen. So does, you know, <laughs> like so yeah, does exactly. Tylenol and yeah. Yeah. everything messes with what your body right. is doing. Right, And one of the things that I, one of the things that I, that I realized on this, a friend of mine and I were talking, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about medication and things, which I am on medication, um, she made the point of saying, like, it's not that you are taking medication um, because you're not good enough or whatever. It's because the medication provides the balance in your body for you to be right. a normal person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, physiologically does that work.
2: Depression is not a cycle. Psycho- – it is part of your psychological – state of mind, but yes. it mm-hmm. does affect your physically. Oh, yeah. yes. And Definitely. that's where the medication comes in. It, 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 it targets the physical part mm-hmm. of your yeah health, you know. So whenever you hear somebody telling other people, oh, you know, you should not do medication, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that's correct. And because... that can be
1: discouraging, too, yeah. to someone who is dealing with depression yeah. because um, in a way, if you're making the decision, you're like, okay, I'm going to go on medication to fix this. That's a pretty big step. That's like the first step saying like, hey, yes, I acknowledge that I have an issue and I want this issue to be fixed. That in itself takes a lot of courage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then telling someone, oh, you don't need medication. You could, you know,
2: pull, make just someone... pray more. Yeah. yeah, just pray more. <laughs> just well, pray and, more.
0: and and this is the way like I don't see faith as this is just me personally speaking here, but I don't see faith as the answer to life's problems. I see faith as the um, as the tool to endure life's problems. Mm. So I see I see prayer being a part of the process, but prayer is not the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and simply believing that Jesus will heal you is not enough. You actually have to let the healing take place. I, I think of the blind man who had mud rubbed in his eyes. Mm. If he just believed that Jesus would heal him, cool but he had to also let the mud get rubbed on his eyes right that, that right, the right. Mm-hmm. so even with medication it's it's medication is not making you someone that you're not correct medication now granted if you have adverse reactions that's different yeah. right so but medication is helping you be the person that you were meant to be mm-hmm. right it's helping you be the state of yeah. normal that everyone else is yeah and so yeah i am you know, it's just just all
2: getting just getting you to a state of being able to sleep mm-hmm. you yes. know i mean you can pray all you want, but if you can't sleep, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's, that's when you, that kind of stuff. And, and they're, um, they're tools to get you through the process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yes, yeah.
0: absolutely. Um, and that's not saying either, that's not going, we do not, we're not asking the other way. I, I don't think and say everyone should be on medication if they're upset. It's right, it's yeah. a thing that yeah. you talk over with your doctor, with your family, Correct. Mm-hmm. whole nine yards there. Yeah. Um, it is something to explore personally in your life, but um, I can say, at least within the realm of ADHD, which is different, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, and the mm-hmm. medication works differently completely mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that realm versus depression. Um, even the friends of mine who have been depressed, the medication has made all the difference in the world yeah. mm-hmm. um, for them specifically. So um, yeah, definitely something to investigate for someone who's in that position. So um, when it comes to supporting a friend who's depressed, what what is, we've talked about the negative stuff right. and the stigma is there, but what do I do? What are some of the good things that I can do for someone?
2: Oh my gosh, I mean, I the first thing that comes to my mind is just love that person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, don't sometimes, and I've been in that stage where what can you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing you can say that would magically heal that person at that moment, so just love them, hug them, you know, clean their house, you know, make them food, you know.
1: Yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. clean
2: their bathroom. I yeah. don't know anything so, that would show of, that you care.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Instead no. of telling them to pray, pray for them. Yeah. Like fervently yeah. and be mm-hmm. like, "God, show me how to help this person." Yeah. If you don't know what to say and if they if you if you can tell that they've been isolated, like you said, go over, you know, to them, do things for them, mm-hmm. you know, invite them out if if being well, around and, friends helps.
0: And that's the the difference too is for someone in that kind of position Oftentimes they can't. If if we we like to say, if you need anything, let me know. The problem mm-hmm. is they're not going to let you right. know, and yeah. they don't know what they need. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. it can be as simple of instead of saying, if you need anything, let me know. Say, hey, do you need help cleaning your house? I'm mm-hmm. happy to come over. And yeah. like I know mm-hmm. one story where that was the case. <laughs> yes. Um, someone was dealing with with a cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. and their friend came over and said, hey, I'm coming Tuesday. I'm going to clean your house. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't force themselves in. They didn't do it behind their back. They didn't. Mm-hmm assume that that was going to be the thing that 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 made their life immediately better or solve their problems. But it was something to say, you are carrying a heavy burden. Let me share the load. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. That's the difference. Let me let me share that load with you. So making suggestions to say, you know, not just if there's anything, but, you know, Mm -hmm. just think about the things that need to get done. Do you need help? Getting? Do you need someone to go to the doctor with right. you? Do you need mm-hmm. you know any number of things? I know,
2: I know exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm that you. don't
0: involve just trying to solve their problem, right. but mm-hmm. just help them get through it. Yeah, because um, yeah,
2: you know sometimes you go visit that person and and you know that person that you're visiting sometimes you know is thinking, oh, somebody's coming and I, I need to like make this place a little bit better because they they think that they need to work so you can come and see them you know mm-hmm. don't do that you know when you're going to go visit somebody just don't go empty handed and that doesn't mean that you have to have something physical in your hands but you know go in there and just have a conversation with that person while you do the dishes or you know mm-hmm. to me that's how you show that you care mm-hmm. um, that you
1: support them
2: that you support them in and, their
1: yeah. steps to yeah. recovery right. yeah
0: so There is this idea of letting people grieve the way they're going to grieve or let people, you know, get through what they need to get through. Um, But sometimes that behavior becomes Mm self-destructive to a... And granted, almost all behavior when you're depressed, at least in a chronic or or like major depression, is self-destructive to some extent if you're not able to remember how to shower, if you can't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. That is destructive to the things in your life, whether you're missing appointments, missing work, missing school, Mm -hmm. friendships, that kind of thing, right? Um, So... Do you have any words of advice or, or any words of encouragement for someone who, like, how do I confront, Yeah. right? What are the mm-hmm. things that I, where's the line? Where do I let this play out versus where do I stop this behavior? Um, where, where do I tell them, like, no, this needs to stop now versus, yeah, this is a part of the process. We got to get mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. What do you think the line is?
1: I think that if, you, if a friend is going through this, definitely recommend that they get help. Um, there's no shame in going to see someone or talking to someone about it or going on medication. You know, show that you support them in those decisions. And if it comes to the point where you know they're you know contemplating suicide and it's like serious, call someone. Call the police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I I, I want to echo that last point hey, um, because the. There's this, there's this tension that comes, but from like, I don't. I've told them I won't tell anyone about this. Mm-hmm. They've trusted me. Yeah. I would rather my friend be alive and angry with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, than be dead because I wanted to keep a secret. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it comes to suicide and and kind of confidentiality and and depression. If it's, I think if it is a destructive behavior, whether it's cutting, whether it is. Um, whether it is contemplating suicide, any sort of direct physical harm to mm-hmm. them or someone else, especially if they are a deemed if if you would deem them a threat to mm-hmm. themselves or to someone else, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's when you say, "All right, we gotta like, it's time to intervene here." Absolutely. Right. Specifically, we can deal with the other stuff. I get that it's hard to wake up in the morning. I get that it's hard to shower, whatever. But this has to stop now. This cannot be a part of the grief process if it's harmful to them or someone else. But you know,
2: but I notice that you know when when somebody does that and they get somebody else involved, like people stay uh, take a step back, and I think that's a mistake because mm-hmm. if you're gonna get somebody else involved, you better stay involved. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like okay, it's in somebody else's hands now. I mean, I need a break. I mean, really. I yeah. mean, if you're if this is a real friend or a family member or someone that you care about. You don't quit halfway through, you know. Mm-hmm. You stay through it because mm-hmm. that's another way to show that you really care. Mm-hmm. Is not care is not just about getting somebody to help you. Care is, I need, I want to see this through. Yeah. Yeah. And um.
1: And the possibility of them getting mad is there because it right. can be. Oh, they'll definitely can, be. It can mad be embarrassing because yeah. yeah. no one wants to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's the other side of this too. Um, a lot of people take a step back because the other person forces them to, right? They tell them, no, don't talk to me ever again. Like you told someone and I didn't, you know, how dare you, right. whatever. And so I think it's worth sending a message or telling that person like, hey, look, I get that you're mad at me for doing this. I fully understand. Um, if the day ever comes that you do want to talk again or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Because what ends up happening is in the grief moment, in the anger and feeling betrayed moment, they lash out. Mm-hmm. But then when they're done, when, when we when they get through the entire process, right? And they're kind of, back to normal, so to speak, and all that is worn off, then they start to feel bad, like, that person really did save me, and then mm-hmm. I kicked them out. Yeah. So and that's
2: how you show Jesus, yeah. you know. You don't take it personally. No. You know, you don't take it personal. I mean, it's it's you have to understand that's just a reaction to the situation. Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully and, they'll realize that you right. did it because you love them. Yeah,
2: yeah, and you just, that's another way to show Jesus. You know, you stick through it, and, and you understand mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. they do what they do.
0: Always keep a foot in the door, always keep the door yeah. open for them to come in, whatever that you can do to basically just show them that you are supporting them, but also not trying to dictate how they should live their life specifically. Yeah. It's literally mm-hmm. just I'm intervening because I'm worried about your life. And if we never talk again, but you're alive, I'll yeah. take I, I will take that trade. Mm-hmm. Um it's a hard trade. Don't get me like I, I get the the tension of it's an easy trade when I say it out loud. Yeah. It's a hard trade when you're in the moment. Right. Right. And you're so close to the fire, you can't see anything, um, you can't see anything else. And so, um, yeah, I would, yeah, huge. Okay. So um, <laughs> I think those are all some, some really great thoughts. And, and so thank you both for sharing. Um, and I know that a lot of that has come from a place of personal struggle as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for your vulnerability and honesty. Um, any kind of words of encouragement or final thoughts as we,
1: as we kind of wrap up here? Um, if this is something that you're dealing with, you're definitely not alone. Um, there is help out there. There are people talking about it. Yeah. You do not have to feel like you are by yourself in mm-hmm. this situation.
2: And I would say that if you are that friend that has a friend that is going through that, you know, just be there. Love them. Uh, show it. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't say it. Show it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's just definitely mm-hmm. many ways you can do that.
0: Well, Rachel and Paula, thank you so much uh, for being on today. Um, and to anyone out there, if you do have a friend who's struggling with something or you're struggling with something, um, please don't hesitate to call for help, whether it is a friend, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a teacher, a former teacher maybe, um, a friend or a family member, whatever you need, whoever you need to talk to, um, I would strongly encourage that. And um, we know that we here are praying for you um, and will continue to pray for you. And thank you so much for listening and being a part of this journey with us. Uh, We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.